Hi, welcome to That Reminds Me Of, a podcast about film and the films that remind us of that film. You're here with Baron and the Doc. And the Maestro. Do we need another drink? Yes, we do. Yeah. Are we on? We're on. <laughs> Doc, how are you? Baron, I didn't see you there. Uh, <laughs> here we are back again in the uh, new studio. We've just literally just come straight from Palace Cinemas. We just saw, what did we see? We saw Maestro. That's right. Can I give you a question straight yes. off, off the bat? Please do. If you were to have a guest to talk about a film called Maestro, who would that guest be? The Maestro, of course. <laughs> the Maestro. The Maestro himself. Ha. Uh, uh, it's been a while. It has, man. It has. Yeah. Miss you guys. Yes, yeah, same. Thank you for coming to see the movie with us. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. We all got choc tops and ice creams uh, and a glass of wine. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. We didn't all get choc tops all over our clothes, so I think that no, was that just was me. No, that was just you. Yeah, that just was just you. you. Yeah, but they were. They were bulbous using terminology <laughs> oft used. Um, bulbous choc tops with yeah, they thick were. layers of chocolate mm-hmm. that really Stick to your clothes. Oh, yeah. If you drop them in the cinema. Yep. Yep. We noticed. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then in the toilets afterwards, I was I had like chocolate all down my back because <laughs> I was sitting on it and people were like looking at me as I'm like um, washing my top and drying it under the dryer. It's quite embarrassing. The poor usher that has to clean that shit yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be a moment where they're just like, is this chocolate? <laughs> what am I? Cle- what am I about to clean up? Well, that that occurred to me when I was at the sink, you know, with <laughs> with my shirt, the back of my shirt under the tap, <laughs> and there were there were people. It was a full row of people, so oh, I, I didn't feel self conscious. Boy, um, and then I thought maybe I should have. <laughs> right, last time we went to Manuwi together, I left a big mess with popcorns. That's, That's right, and I think we were we were teasing you too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but mine it's easy. You go with a vacuum cleaner and it's done. <laughs> easy. Anyway, let's move on. So we saw Maestro, mm. directed by Bradley Cooper. Can you give us the synopsis? Yep, it's my turn. I've got it ready. This love story, folks, chronicles the lifelong relationship of conductor composer Leonard Bernstein and actress Felicia Montalegre. Cone Bernstein. She's got a lot of names. I yeah. probably stuffed up at least one of them. Uh, <laughs> but that's the synopsis. That's that's a simple that's but endearing great. little synopsis. So I think we all kind of loved it, right? Do you guys? What, what do you guys think? Great, great movie. Great acting. Yeah, acting was fantastic. Mm. Would you send people to it? Would you recommend it to others? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This isn't my sort of movie normally. Mm. Like I had no knowledge of Leonard Bernstein even though I thought he was Leonard Bernstein before the movie, but now he's Bernstein. I get confused. I had no knowledge of him, wasn't sure I'd like it, wasn't excited or anything, but it was bloody great. Yeah, it was great. It very artistically made impeccable directing from Bradley Cooper, Mm. amazing acting from Bradley Cooper and... Carrie Mulligan, I was almost said... Almost said Michelle Williams. (laughs) Almost said Michelle Williams. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Carrie Mulligan, she's great in it, and uh, actually all all roles great in it. Yeah, but I think, well, I should also mention the music. It's Bernstein music the whole way through from various scores. I imagine through from his life, mm. and that's it's a it's a character in itself in this film. It's re- really cool, isn't it? it? It doesn't let you. It picks you up and doesn't let you go through mm. the whole whole thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a comforting force. Yep, quality of sound was good. 
also with the music, this, the quality of sound in the movies and the theater was great. Yeah, so that's, great. It's mm. interesting to see now that we were talking before if he will get an Oscar nomination. Yes. So I think we all kind of feel like this one is going to be a clean sweep. Uh, but in particular, mm. I would say best actor yep. for Bradley, best actress. Cinematography has to be has to get a nomination for that. And I was wondering, you know, does a film like this that's using the score, the score is the, the music from this man's life, mm. Does that count for a best score? Can you still call that a best score if they're just using tracks that exist? I mean, it's beautifully well-placed, perfect for the film and the scenes, placed score tracks, but I'm not sure about that one. I think it deserves it, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, me too. Is there is only uh, somebody not original score? Or well... Not? That's the screenplay, right? They're all his. It's all his music. Yeah. So, oh, you mean the original screenplay? Maybe, although this sort of film... It's hard to pick whether or not mm. that's going to be something that comes out. I would also say editing. Editing? Editing was solid. It was solid. Yeah. I, do you think it stand out enough for a nomination? Maybe. Yeah. The rhythm right. was solid. Where it should be at the right time, there was a the right rhythm. I think yeah. it can, can have a, a good... We'll see. I think, I think this is going to be a film that um, Hollywood... Uh, folks, particularly old Hollywood folks, are going to love. Oh, Which, and we've seen it with La La Land and uh, The Artist. They just, you know, anything that's nostalgic and hits all those old timey notes <laughs> gets lots of noms, I think. It makes me a little bit sick in advance yeah. how yeah. how much they're going to love this. Yeah, they're going to love the shit out of it. And that's <laughs> yeah. a, couple of the, a couple of the scenes. Makes me like it less. I know, I know. <laughs> a couple of the scenes are so good, but I can already see them playing at the Oscars, like the one where, you know, he has there's the full track of the, of the orchestral thing where he's doing all the yes. performative yes. hands in the air conductor stuff that none of us understand. Yeah. Um, like that's that's going to be you know, and and the nominees are yeah Bradley Cooper. You know what? We're getting way off track here, but you know something about <laughs> conducting like you, I've never understood it. I don't know what they're doing up there. It makes no <laughs> sense to me. They're sort of keeping time, but like. Not at the same time. It looks like it's slightly out of time to me always. But I think what I picked up from this film is that they are, the good ones, are expressing the joy and the feeling of the music and the light and the shade through their face and their emotions. And you really do get that because the rest of it is, you know, means nothing to me. Yeah, I don't get it though. This is another podcast altogether. Yeah. But I still don't get the conducting stuff. I assume that the out of timeness is because they're going ahead of the pace slightly, you know, <laughs> to get people ready. But and the performative stuff is cool to watch. Yeah. But like, I I really don't understand what the what the musicians are getting out of it because they would have rehearsed. They know what they're going to do. What does it matter if this clown's sort of jumping around at the front of the stage? It's the emotion. It's the emotion. I that's, think it's the emotion. That's what it is, right? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's that's the. That is the call from the maestro about the maestro. Yeah. Coming up at the end as well, the more he felt after the conversation with his wife, everything that happened is mm. very emotional. Oh, end. totally. Yeah. And the climaxes of the, all of the levels, mm. like leading to the climax in this film yeah. work, it's very masterfully put together. It's a flawless film, you know? Yeah. You know what's funny about it though? I was thinking about this while we were watching it. I was enjoying everything about it mm. 
and also thinking I will probably never watch it again. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not a film I really feel like I need to go back and revisit. Perfectly made, beautiful. I've, I've seen it now. I don't need to see it again. Well, well flawless <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean your favourite film. Right. Like, yes, you know, true. Uh, Evil Dead 2 yeah. has flaws. Many. And I love it and I'll watch it a hundred times. Yeah. This one has no flaws and I will I will never watch it again. Isn't it funny? Uh, yeah. But I but I loved it. Like I, I only never watch it once, but it's it, great. It, it gives you all the information. Mm. So you don't need to come back to probably miss something. You know everything. So there is no yeah. I wanna rewatch because probably I miss something. It's it's it tells you everything. So why I need to go back and rewatch it? Yeah. Yeah. Spe- well, speaking of telling you everything and uh, <laughs> <laughs> segue to reminds me of is that yeah, what we're doing? Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but I, I already know what your first remind me of is going to be, that. Baron, because you mentioned yeah. it before. Yeah, and it was going to be mine. Yeah. But um, you know, for the audience, for Sal, I don't know if you told him what did Maestro remind you of? <laughs> maestro, not the Maestro. Yeah. yeah, reminded me strongly of Napoleon, which we talked about two weeks ago. Yes, and how not well done that was <laughs> and how in comparison well done this was and how quite similar the the, the two films are in a lot of ways because mm. we're talking about very strong-willed, big personalities, these men that are at the front of their their thing, their thing that they do, they're the best at it and they have a, a complicated relationship with a woman mm. who really does sort of ground them and hold them together and is a huge part of their success. And in one hand, you've got Napoleon, and that film is so confusing. He's running off having wars, and one minute it's all about the wars, and the next minute it's all about the relationship. This, on the other hand, is very grounded in it's all about the relationship. And while we do have moments where we see his greatness, they're peppered through. It's not it's not as heavy-handed as Napoleon was. And I think it. Mm. we had this theory that you could have a film of Napoleon where it was just it was just his relationship and the wars kind of happened off scene and I think this is an example of how that can work. Yeah, th- this is exactly the film that Napoleon could have been. Mm. It's quite crazy that we saw them back to back. Yeah, really everything is. that we were critiquing Napoleon for, you know, and the sort of little the flaws of it would just came good in mm. in this one like it, it's centered around the relationship it's even in the synopsis that this is about the relationship but then through the relationship you you still get the history lesson like the maestro said our maestro yeah you you, you feel like you don't have to watch it again because you know everything i feel like i, I know leonard bernstein now yeah i yeah. don't know anything about napoleon from the other one uh so you know him you've you've had a great storyline with the relationship and you've also got to see his craft. Um, Napoleon would have been the battle stuff for Bernstein. It's the music. So it's, yep. it's Napoleon is the perfect reference, but it's not a comfortable reference. For no, Ridley it's Scott. uncomfortable. <laughs> also, on that note, Napoleon starts with presented by Apple, oh, whatever. I knew you, I knew you meant And this one starts off with presented by Netflix. Oh, kills yeah, me. I, I can't, know. I cannot get my head around big releases that are at this level that has like a Netflix or an Apple or an Amazon logo mm. at the front of it. It's just bizarre. It's where the money are. Uh, it's the future. I'm sure we're going to get yeah. very used to it. But for the moment, it feels a little black mirror to me. I'll so, go next, then we'll yeah. go to Maestro. Well, mine's a little callback to, to last 
episode as well, I mentioned, I think, Walk the Line star- starring Joaquin Phoenix as another biopic uh, that has a turbulent relationship. It's a musician mm. and it has an actor that really nails a historical figure. So I think Walk the Line does that perfectly with Maestro, but if I'm, if I'm able to have some bonus ones, okay, Walk the Line leads me to Ray, Yes, starring Ray Charles, not starring Ray Charles, <laughs> starring Jamie Foxx as Ray Charles. Also Elvis, the the recent Baz Luhrmann film. All of those, uh, as with Maestro, turbulent relationships, great actors with great performances, biopics that are all better than Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, anyway, so that's my triple header. Yeah. As far as uh, musician ones, and I reckon there's a few more. Well, you can add uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Freddie Mercury and his relationship with his sexuality as well that can be combined with with Maestro. Yeah, that, that's brilliant. And the performance as the well performance. Is, is brilliant. You could throw in Rocket Man. Yeah. Um, performance mm. was pretty good as well. Yeah. Probably not up to those other ones, mm. but um, in the turbulent relationship again. Yeah. And the wasn't the sort of in and out of the closet sort of sub theme yeah well well done it, it was, was. Kind of, it snuck up on you it was never paraded around it was just sort of part no. of his life it was somewhat sort of uh foreshadowed or, or signposted right at the start the very first scene mm. you see mm. he's in bed with his another lover yeah. another guy and you think okay this is going to be a theme um but yeah it's sort of really delicately handled mm. and handled well the whole way through the film obviously becomes an issue but in their in their relationship as you go along yeah. it's like that that's all we needed that signposting at yeah. the, at the mm. start yep and what i loved is that it mirrored his life like just like that was sort of you know unspoken and you know mm. under the surface it was also under the surface of the film but we we got everything we needed yeah we got all the information we needed there was a sort of respect towards the wife as well anyway. He was really in love with her. One of my favourite moments of the film on this note is there's a moment where there's rumours going around about mm. Mm. whether he's having affairs with men and his, there's a scene where his, he goes up to his daughter because he's been asked to by his mm. wife to talk to her specifically about this and he's been asked to not tell her the truth, his daughter the truth. And there's this great moment, and there's a few of them in the film, where Bradley Cooper, the shot just lingers on his face for a very long time as you see him struggle with whether or not he can hold this lie or not and whether or not he, he should tell his daughter the truth because you can tell he's really uncomfortable yeah. with lying about it to her. And it's just beautiful. Beautiful, mm. beautiful moment, that one. Yeah. But I found a bit unresolved as well. You want to think that at one point the daughter will understand and uh, does she forgive him? To, they never come lied. back to it. You're right. Yeah. They, they, he lied to her and mm. I would be pissed off. <laughs> yeah, well, she is very angry with him later, yeah. Yeah. which I assumed part of it was that. Was but that. you're right, they don't talk about it specifically. Yeah. But also I understand because the fear of the movie is about the relationship between the maestro and his wife so yeah. probably they had to keep something on the side mm. but no I, I quite like it yeah uh, there, there were all these moments long shots uh, conversation the argument between uh, uh, maestro and his wife it was a very long one unique sequence it's a bit in confront with let's say the editing but 
that was part of the editing as well. Leave this long shot. There is no need to cut in close-ups, etc. There was beautiful photography and an amazing acting. Why cut in close-ups, mm. etc. That was another incredible moment. And and even when they meet uh, at the party, mm. black and white again, and really long shots of them talking yep. and get along immediately, try to look like they knew each other since ages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk about what reminds me of? Uh, Schlinder List for the photography. Yeah, cool. Wow. Yeah. Black and white, amazingly done. The cinematography in this film, and you've already mentioned, the black and white is particularly striking. Mm. Uh, the film kind of like, it starts in the 40s. They mentioned World War II, I'm guessing, mm. right? And wow. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think it went that far back, but you're yeah, right. yeah. because yep. he was talking about the invasion of Nazis. They were talking about wow. Nazis, yeah, and he's 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 twenty five, I think, or something mm. like that. And it starts off four by three, black and white, very sort of high contrast, mm. black and white, really mm. artsy, beautiful. And it's as the film moves on, we 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 see the film stock change as color comes mm. in, and eventually we get sixteen by nine, and I think all of that's handled. Yeah. Really well, really well. And I don't normally, you know, I don't normally like that mm. sort of mm. messing about with ratios, but <laughs> things no, handled well. Made completely sense. Yeah. 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 The first two scenes were quite striking, weren't they? Definitely. And I'll, I'll just add, I was really reminded of The Lighthouse. Mm. Four by three, black and white, won the Oscar for best cinematography the year that it came out because it was so striking. I think this is equally. As great in terms of cinematography, probably better, probably more my style. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Yeah. Geez, we mentioned the lighthouse a lot, don't we? We have a few times. Yeah. Yeah. It has, it, it's been a while. But it's but normally in the in the um, in relation to buddy films. Yes. Uh, Claustrophobic yeah. buddy films. Yeah. <laughs> we must we must have loved it. Absolutely. So we've been we've been around once. Can I just have a a bonus? A bonus? Yes. Yes. Um, and this isn't a specific film, although I could probably get one, but it's just Woody Allen in general and specifically the dialogue of Woody Allen mm. and not just the dialogue as it's written but also as it's performed, both with the actors performing it and the camera sort of roaming around. Yeah. The early black and white scenes were something like Manhattan from Woody Allen and then you go into the transition to what felt like the 80s or 90s, I don't know when it was, but when it goes into colour, it felt like that middle Woody Allen period mm. with maybe husbands and wives or, or something like that. But the, the way the dialogue's written and the actors just naturally converse and there's dialogue over dialogue, people speaking over each other. Yeah. It's really naturalistic, really authentic. Yeah. And he's a bit Woody Allen-esque too. How and, do you say and, that? Well, he speaks fast. He's hyper-energetic. Okay. It's yeah. Very. It's got a very Jewish sort of vibe about it, especially when there's a lot of people together. Mm. Yeah. It's you know very talkative and you know um, a lot of you know anxious energy. Thinking about the uh, the opening scene when he received the call, I don't know if you had the same imp impression. It felt to me it was like in a theater, that huge window. Yeah. That was Look, odd. That was odd. Perspective was the really perspective weird. Perspective looked like mm. it was on the top of one of the theater, and that was the stage. Yeah. Mm. And then he opened the the curtain, and it's a window. But I don't know why I had the feeling it was like in a theater already. Yeah, it was quite interesting to me. I agree, but that felt Woody Allen esque as well. Yeah, yep. to me, and and how Woody plays <laughs> with 
like the purple rose of Cairo, like where the stage is and where the where the characters are. There's a lot of meta yeahness about it. In terms of directing to you know, I think Bradley Cooper's sort of showing himself to be at the top of his game here. It's really well handled across the board. No, nothing wrong and nothing. I couldn't pick anything. Yeah. Perfectly flaws the story. It's like, mm. like you said, it's flawless. Too perfect sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I think we've done it. I think it's a flawless mm. film, a flawless episode, a flawless guest. Yes. <laughs> um, so so why 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 belabor it? <laughs> why belabor it? Yeah. We've done it. Nailed it. We'll see you soon. Maestro, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, we'll have you back soon and till next time.